Okay, welcome back, people. Today we have an awesome episode discussing hustle culture. And uh, as always, we have Tim with me. Want to say hi? What's up, guys? Welcome back. So we are on episode three of season four. Um, and so this will be an interesting one because we can bring in a lot of like real world examples. Um, so basically the premise of this episode is going to be why hustle culture is toxic in today's society. Um, and I be, and the basic premise around this is, I mean, you see like hustle videos all over YouTube and social media about the American dream and work hard equals success. Um, I always forget what's the, what's the actual term for that work hard equals success. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not sure where you're going. Wait, which word you're going for? There's a. Uh, I mean, the American dream is the white picket fence, small little nuclear family in the suburbs. Um. But as far as are you talking about Protestant ethic? No, I was talking about um, social capital versus the other one. Versus. I'm not sure it might come to me, but it's the it's the premise or the idea that if you work hard in life, um, you will be successful. I like learned that word so many times in, in school and I always meritocracy. That, that's, so, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. So basically, we're in this episode, we're gonna be discussing why meritocracy is actually a toxic thing in today's society. Um, and ultimately, what we've kind of concluded is that it comes down to competition kind of ruins everything. And people trying to one-up each other. Uh, I think people nowadays feel that like if someone else succeeds or does better, that automatically means I'm doing worse, even though it's not like like life is not all a zero-sum game. It's funny that you had that takeaway because this entire episode is born of basically the one line, hustle culture is toxic, because I come at it from a very different angle. Okay, what's your angle? What do we got? My angle is essentially that the 40-hour work week, 40 hours is enough. If you want to do more, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but increasingly, people in America feel that they must work more than 40 hours. And I see that as a huge problem. People, by and large, American workers should work 40 hours or less. Uh, a lot of this comes down for me this decoupling phenomenon that uh, people might talk about uh, might have heard about if they've ever dug into economics a bit in the eighties wages began to stagnate wages stopped going up, but the amount that the U S was producing continued to increase. So now, you you know, 40 years out past the eighties wages have just been stuck, even though there's more and more that you have to buy. Like, Nobody had to pay for internet in the 80s. Nobody had to pay for all these online subscriptions. Uh, gyms. Nobody went to the gym in the 80s versus now a lot of people go to gyms. Um, the housing supply hasn't increased, so houses are more expensive. So costs have gone way up for Americans, for people, but wages haven't gone up. So that's demanding more and more hours, and that's why you see all these people you know, they've got a full-time job, but they also DoorDash and Uber. And I just see that as a huge problem in today's society. 
Yeah, so you're coming out at you're coming at it from more like economic standpoint. I'm looking more at it as like a human to human or like social issue. Yeah, so like individual advice, you're looking at it more like through that lens. Right. Okay. Um, but they do they do go hand in hand at least. Um oh I had a really good question for you. Do you oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> Do you remember like like back in the day you could only only like the male in the family basically had to work and from that income they could afford basically everything they could like even afford a house just on one person's salary like an entire mortgage payment mm-hmm. just on one person's salary Yeah and now for certainly at least 9 out of 10 families that is not possible both parents are working and they're not and it's still difficult to make that mortgage payment for many families. Right. And I guess that's also so the byproduct of like rising housing prices, rent houses, um, rising much faster than inflation. So it is an interesting question because theoretically doubling the workforce. Cause here's the thing you're going to need the same amount of houses whether just men are working or whether men and women are working because typically by and large people are going to pair up into couples and have kids right um so when women enter the workforce theoretically the prices of houses can go up because there's now more money chasing the same number of homes mhm um no, that makes so sense. I feel like this is above my pay grade just because I I haven't looked into it enough. Uh, But certainly women entering the workforce should lead to higher demand, which should raise prices. Um, But the thing is, following around 1980, that transition where women were fully in the workforce, it had just about finished, finished out. You know, the majority of the gains of women entering the labor force happened between 1940 and 1980 not 1980 in the present so i'm not sure if that's a a significant factor following 1980 when the wages began to stagnate okay but it's definitely a piece of like the overarching since world war ii economy um i can't imagine a model of housing that goes back to back to 1940 that doesn't take women into account (laughs) right or women entering the labor market is what i'm getting at so how many how many hours do you think some the average american should be expected to work should be expected um i don't really agree with the 40 hour work week at all i think probably uh, well we can get into it now but like I don't think you need 40 hours from an employee to be um, successful in your, in your business. Basically. I don't think you need five days a week of nine to five um, in order to maximize productivity, sales, revenue, minimize expenses. I think Iceland is experimenting with shorter work weeks right now. Um, and the, and the, and the reasoning behind that is like, is I mean straight up just burnout. Uh, if you work too much, you're 
your mental capacity or your mental strength's not going to be there. It's going to be like harmed. You're not going to be able to think as clearly if you're working for mm-hmm. eight hours straight, five days a week. And ultimately that's going to hurt your productivity in the business. Um, but there's also the other side of it. Say we cut hours from people and you don't have to work as much. Well, in order to maintain the same standard of living, you're going to have to be paid more per hour, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would counter, assume an office job. Yeah. If you are still putting out the same number of reports each week, that's that's truthfully, it's better for the office. They have to heat the building less, turn on the lights less, use use less electricity. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get it done in yeah. thirty hours. So theoretically, they should pay you more if you can do the same amount of work in thirty hours, or at least the same. Tim, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's a single person on planet Earth who works every single minute of their 40-hour work week. I think one of the most compelling arguments to get rid of the 40-hour work week is that I get my work done in the allotted time. Right. And I think that's why so many companies hire consultants. They say, here's this project. We're going to hire a consultant to get it done once it's done. Well, we're going to like allocate this much money to this consultant, and then that's mm-hmm. it. They got the task done as if, as a, as opposed to like a full-time employee where we have to pay them a full-time salary, um, which is yeah. kind of like an estimate of how much value this person brings to the table for one year. Honestly, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like the same kind of psychological thing where two people match each other's speed or everybody at the table generally finishes dinner at the same time. You know, right. you you always just match other people's speed. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same mechanism that causes us to finish our work in whatever the amount of time is. So would you, would you say like, if you're surrounded by a team that is like super productive, then you'll, then you'll be productive at the same time. Cause you want to match their speed or am I interpreting what you said wrong? I would also agree with that. Uh, but, <laughs> okay. but what I was getting at is if I'm told I have eight hours to do this, oh, oh the oh, majority oh, okay. of the time I will take eight hours to do this. Could I do it in six? Yes. The majority of the time, the majority no, of yeah. tasks, I find that I take the maximum amount of time. I think you're better at this than I am. You know, when we were in school, you get a homework assignment, you do it versus I'm like, I'm a last minute kind of person. I, <laughs> I take up the full chunk. Uh, and I think most people are more like me than you. You are good at that. But regardless, even if they're working constantly throughout a task, I think most people pace their work to take the expected amount of time. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting that you say that. Deadlines are a huge, based on what you just said, deadlines are a huge factor in that which tells you how much time I have um, from start to finish and when I need to get this thing done. So I have deadlines and Mm -hmm. say I have something that I need to do for next week. I'll basically like, I know roughly how much time it'll take and then I'll divide it up by the number of hours I have um, or the number of days I have uh, between now and then. So for example, say it's, say I have like five days till this thing is done and 
I know it's going to take me five hours. Then I could do it in one day. But why do that, right? I could spread it out over the five days and like do an hour ish each day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and go at a go. So that hour that I need to do in one day, I can stretch that. I'm not saying I do this, but I could theoretically stretch that out and go slower and achieve that thing, whatever task it is in that day. Yeah, it, for the majority of workers, and I hear this all the time from people in, in so many different types of jobs, they think that they could get their work done perhaps even in 10 hours, right? somewhere between 10 and 30 that they, that they spend 40 hours doing. Well, it's like the same thing. It's like how, um, man, I'm blanking on this podcast, but, um, Say, yeah, say you don't have a lot of work to work on at work. Like, it, you're not always busy. That's impossible. There's going to be times where you just have nothing to do. So, as a manager, do you tell your employee just sit there and twiddle your thumbs or do random stuff to fill the 40 hours? Or do you tell them to go home and stop working? Because either way, they're not being productive. I think it depends on the job a lot. So... Like in service jobs, there tends to always be something you could be doing. Exactly, um, yeah. In jobs that are very like assignment driven, like office jobs often are, if there isn't work to be done, to me, it it's borderline time theft. Like I suppose you are paying them to sit in that chair, but if they're not doing anything for you, then you're literally paying them to sit in that chair. <laughs> but like i have to be careful like i'm not encouraging them to i mean figure out something to let them do or let them leave like you got to do something with, with with your workers although they tend to just spread out their work right i would say and, and i would say one solution is instead of like forcing them to do actual office work Maybe have them do something else. Maybe like a team bonding a team building. Thing. Yeah. Maybe everyone goes out for like a nice lunch to fill that time or something. And like you really get to know your coworkers. Because I think people don't value that as much. Because if you have a good connection with all your, your coworkers, then you're ultimately going to be more productive in the, in the, um, in the workplace. You'll mm -hmm. know who to contact for specific questions faster. Um You'll be able to get more help from people. You'll you'll feel more comfortable talking to people on your team or something like that. So I think there's other other ways to actually be other ways to fill that empty time that don't require you to like sit in your chair and do nothing. Mm -hmm. So now bringing it back to the uh, hustle culture element, we've talked like a lot about the the primary job, if you will. A lot of my issue with the way that our economy is functioning comes down to the fact that the American dream is supposed to be you get a job, perhaps you perhaps you went to school and then got that job, but either way, you get a job, you work that, you get your white picket fence, you get your family, you get your 
little house in the suburbs. But that's not possible for the majority of Americans anymore. Yeah. Not with the one job. Right. They they need a minimum of two, very often three. And their kids. Yeah, their kids working. That's included in there. Oftentimes, yep. Uh, so what do we do about that? And those three hours we're talking, th- those three jobs we're talking 60 hours or more. Oh, yeah. I don't have a direct solution to that. <laughs> you could theoretically just say raise wages. Um, you could, yeah. I mean, you could just I raise mean, the minimum wage <laughs> for or make uh, the federal minimum wage. I mean, so what is it, like six, seven dollars right now? Uh, I think seven twenty-five. Okay. It's a uh, that would be a good first step. Yeah, um, because like ultimately. The big culprit here is wages have not increased since the 80s. Yeah, I you see the pod this podcast because of where we've marketed ourselves. Like we're we're generally like a self help environment, um, and like I'm really tempted to throw out a policy here, but <laughs> <laughs> throw it out just and reel it in. <laughs> No, I'd I'd start with the minimum wage, and then I'd uh, complicate it, fix our taxation, handful of programs, infrastructure. Yeah, it, but that that's not the domain of this podcast. Um, I guess perhaps the what I would encourage people to think about is, I don't know. I swear you were going to be like, go get your PhD, Nikon. I really thought you were going to say that. <laughs> I thought you were going down this path of like, choose a better career. <laughs> Pay attention to what economists say. Um, yeah, no, it it's just, it's a structural problem that I'm very interested in. Um, but I'm not sure what individuals do about besides, you know, voting and civic duties. Can I give you an example of a a friend of mine and something he does, which I kind of disagree with? Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to make a fixed amount of money in life, say like $100. Mm -hmm. Um, You can work. This is such an exaggeration and the United States doesn't support these wages, but like you could work 50 hours at $2 an hour to achieve that hundred dollars. Yep. Or you could work one hour at a hundred dollars and make that hundred dollars. I'm of the mindset of working smarter, not harder. And when I say that, I kind of am like implying get a job that pays really well (laughs) and doesn't require you to work an insane number of hours. Mm -hmm. So my friend's issue that I kind of disagree with is like he to me, he works too hard, which is kind of crazy. And And this is why I think hustle culture is toxic. He works so many hours to maintain a standard of living, which someone else with a good job could barely work. Like they only work a couple hours and they'd match the same amount of money he's earning basically. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea who you're talking about. I, the, the question would be like, 
what other job is there? Right. And that, that's, that's always, that's always the question, you know? Yeah. And I've asked that. <laughs> and I think that's why I mean, we've talked about this. I think that's why education and a good degree is so important these days. You want to hear some quick math on what American workers are dealing with, like entering the workforce? Yeah, sure. $15 minimum wage. Well, effective minimum wage, because that's what the majority of corporations are paying now, Mm -hmm. which is above the federal. $15 times 40 hours a week, that's $600 per week. Take out... Oh, yeah, yeah. Take out 20% for taxes, 600, uh, 20% of that... You're de- I have a calculator to. if you want me to do this. Yeah, it should be like 480. So 15 times 40 hours a week. So it's 600 yep. times 0.8. So 480, yep. Yep, so $480 now times four for a month. Yep. And you get... So it's like 1920, so almost like two grand. All right, I want your opinion. How much does rent cost per month for this family? So I have looked at rent prices recently, and they've also increased 14% uh, in the past couple of months, which is not good for are someone trying. <laughs> are you paying less than 900 for rent? <laughs> so in Massachusetts, around the Boston area, I can tell you 1920 is on the far, far cheap side for rent. That's like well, probably the lowest you're ever going to get. That's your entire income. <laughs> Yeah, so that's your entire income, basically. And I'd say you probably can't af- you're You'd get lucky to get rent for 1920 Uh Well, I'm being optimistic. At least you're, you're rooming with somebody. Yeah, you can't afford that on your own. There's no, no. shot. Yeah. And this is, this is the birth of hustle culture in my mind. Okay. Because even if you beat that by a little bit, you know... Hope so. 20 bucks. Let's do 20 bucks. 20 bucks an hour times 40 hours a week. Subtract 20% 20 for taxes. um, Times four weeks for. So that's $2,560. So it's like 2,500 bucks. You now still. You now can afford rent and (laughs) probably food. Yes. So you'd be able to afford a studio apartment um for probably like two i'd say rent is probably going to be like 2k and so you have an extra 500 dollars left over and so my question is how much are you going to actually save at the end of this because you need to buy net necessities you need food and water you probably have to pay for gas for transportation mm-hmm. how much are you going to actually put in a 401 well yeah how much are you going to put in a 401k for retirement how much are you going to put in a brokerage account to help like invest and grow so you can actually retire one day. I can for tell you and, for shits and giggles, do you cross uh a thousand at federal minimum wage seven twenty five? Wait, sorry, what was your question? J- just to check, at federal minimum wage, do you cross a thousand a month? Um so that's seven twenty five times forty. Oh, oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Times 0.8 times 4. Nope, 928 a month. 
Yeah, so I mean, we can do these calculations all day, but that's why it, it seems like every worker is doing something on the side. And and didn't you say that like DoorDash doesn't even pay that well? So here's the thing. It does pay well enough. The problem is so much of that is the 56 cents per mile you get back from the IRS. So you have to wait the whole year. And it's it's region oh dependent. Like by me, DoorDash isn't great. But like if you're in a city, DoorDash is much better. I would never recommend DoorDash for someone's like full-time income though. If you're confident you can survive until your tax return, it's it is pretty good. But but how many out but this goes back to my point, how many hours do you have to work to achieve that? Uh you can probably really, you can probably do 40 hours. If you're in a city, you can do 40 hours per week. You're doing lunch and dinner, which aren't great hours, but like they're not the hours I would want to work if I had to pick. Mm-hmm. But you have to do lunch and dinner, 40 hours total throughout the week. You are living probably all right on a DoorDash salary. Okay. And you get a huge tax return. Like if you actually did that for a year, you're very likely looking at, you know, $10,000 in your tax return. Okay. So with the stresses that come with financial issues that we've been talking about, it comes (laughs) or it leads to competition within the workforce. Now this goes back to the social issue of this, of people. And so I always assumed that you get, um, I didn't really know there was like such thing as like annual raises to be honest, but there is uh, every year. Usually if you're at a, company um they'll give you a raise and it's usually like inflation based and if you perform mm-hmm. well it'll be slightly higher yeah inflation based i.e two percent yeah <laughs> inflation's not higher <laughs> yeah. so i didn't realize like in modern day society how much weight people put on promotions and and the jealousy that comes with promotions as in like this other person who's has a similar skill set, and this is why you should never compare yourself to other people. But like this person has a similar skill set as me, got this promotion and is being paid more money than me now. So that means the company values them more than me. Therefore, I am a of a lesser, I don't know, like a lesser skill set, performance in general, uh just a lesser person, which which is not what it means by no by no means that's not what it means. Um but yeah, I didn't realize like I didn't I didn't know when like in uh, corporate America like everyone was like climbing this like promotion ladder basically like it's never enough to just be in your current role basically no one's ever comfortable where they are they always mm-hmm. want to be in a higher up role which I didn't know that was a thing like I thought people like wanted to be an expert at something and do. Scott. What is the central problem of economics? I don't know. That's a deep question. Uh, It'll probably ring the bell right away. Human beings have unlimited wants, but there's scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I guess I can imagine it like now that now that you're bringing it up that there is so much competition for promotions, but you're right. It's it's not something I, I would have thought about. And so I think that just creates a toxic work environment, basically. It's always mm-hmm. like I need to perform insanely well so I can get this promotion and be paid more. And the thing is, what are those is your standard of living going up a ton if you get that promotion? Maybe, maybe not, depending on how inflation is that year. But I feel like it gets to the point where you're getting a promotion and is it because remember there's that threshold of like you hit a certain wage and your happiness doesn't go up anymore or like marginally goes up diminishing returns or something. I mean, there's certainly, so there's utility that comes from the title because people always want to say like, oh, I'm so-and-so and and this is my job. Like, look, look how good my job is. Right. So I think that a lot of people get a lot of benefit from a better job title. And pay always helps and it insulates against further inflation, right? Yeah. Um, or what if, you know, it helps finance, like, I know I'm going to want this retirement home. So yeah, it's not that much more, but that additional is going a hundred percent into the retirement home. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can justify it. Even, even if the wage increases are small. It's such an interesting topic, though. Because it's almost I, like if you didn't get that promotion, then you're seen as a failure. At least I think that's what human beings tend to think, even though it's probably not real. It's in our heads. The person who got the promotion got the promotion. Everybody else, I mean, I guess they didn't get the promotion, but it's not like they lost something. But right, it feels right. like a loss. Yeah. It's a loss because it wasn't because there was no gain. Is there something in econ that relates to that? I yeah. I, I I think it's a behavioral topic. There was yeah. a there was a professor who gave half of his students stickers and the other half he didn't give stickers to. And like all this is so stupid. These college students care about stickers. <laughs> But the kids who didn't get stickers were more upset than the kids who did get stickers were happy. Yeah, I like vaguely remember that example. <laughs> yeah. It it's so hard to measure. If I had to guess, they all rated their utility on a scale of positive 10 to negative 10 and they compared the average. Probably how many students put one and zero <laughs> negative one. Oh, i'm so angry i didn't get a sticker negative 10 <laughs> but i mean if you get a large enough sample i i would say that experimental design isn't the worst yeah it's not the worst you could do Um, it's so interesting. Do you see the stat I, I put here about um, the finery report? At the bottom? Yeah. 80, so they took this... I, I forget who they surveyed here, but 
this survey found that like 83, 83.8% of respondents found working overtime to be a normal occurrence. So this is, I'm assuming that's over 40 hours per week, Mm -hmm. while roughly like 70% confessed that they regularly worked weekends, and then more than 60% of them felt guilty when they did not put in extra hours at work. I can relate to that. I get off at 5.30, which is when I hit eight hours of work on average, and if if I leave like a minute before then, I feel like I'm... I'm doing the company I work for an injustice when that makes no sense. I think I found this. No. What'd you find? I just copied what you put in and searched uh, the internet. I have a feeling that this is going to be like pandemic related. Does that sound familiar? Uh, I don't know. It was a long time ago I found the stat. Not that okay. long ago. Like a month or two. But what are your thoughts on that? That basically working more than 40 hours is becoming the new norm. Yeah, the, what triggered me to think that it was pandemic related was I know that the pandemic led to um, many workers not getting paid what they perhaps legally should be getting paid for. Because if you're working at home and you're working slower, you were supposed to get paid the entire time you were working. So if you're working 50 hours now, like there used to be that incentive to finish your work so you could get home. But now if you're just sitting at home, so what if it takes you 50 hours, but now you're working for 50 hours, so they're supposed to pay you. So there was a major problem with like, how much should we be paying people? That's why I thought it was that. And people feeling guilty for not working more than 40 hours. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that's a real occurrence. Um, I don't think that they should. Like, You should work as much as you need to or more accurately want to. I mean, I think it just comes down to did you get what you needed to accomplish done? Yeah. And if you did then maybe you can leave early one day. If you didn't, maybe you work a little extra one day. But I think if you're like on average working more than 40 hours a week, I think that's, I think that's bad. And I think that's when you find people stop having a life outside of work. Um, Cause I think as human beings, we're not programmed to just do one sort of job. Like I think, we're made to do more than just work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Supposed to like go explore stuff and like have fun. The other thing, like to be completely transparent, like I have aspirations toward being an economist. And in that vein, I'm also a profound optimist about like the great leisure that could be in the future when like we live in a utopian world where machines do everything for us and we just get to do art and be creative and explore and travel and just be human beings and we don't have to work i don't know i don't think in our lifetimes we hit zero work that's unrealistic yeah i agree but i do believe we can abolish the 40-hour work week in the u.s in our lifetimes i do believe that 
I seriously think, and I don't even think that, well, it would help, it would help companies because there's been several studies done that people are more productive when they work less hours. If we took Friday or maybe Monday, maybe Monday because everyone hates Monday, make Monday part of the weekend and just only have a four day work week. So 32 hours yeah. a week. So it would, it would be Friday that we would add, but. I'm pretty sure Iceland is already testing this. And I know like tons of like businesses like Google tests it with like a small pool. Um, Yeah. Or you could shuffle workers better. Like you've got the pool of workers that does 20 hours and you've got another pool that does 20 hours. That way, like work is constantly getting done for the company, which does need work getting done. But what if, Every person currently working 40 hours can do their work in 20 hours. Then we're producing more while working less. Mm-hmm. I guess the issue here that you have to think about is like as consumers, we don't want businesses to be open less. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're talking in like the office job sort of thing where it doesn't matter how how often the office is opened. Because like people aren't like actually going. This is a general blanket statement, but you know what I'm talking about. Like people aren't like actually going into like like customers aren't actually going into this office building to do stuff or to like buy stuff for the most part. It's normally just employees yeah. who work there. Um, I'm talking about like a restaurant. If that restaurant was op- only open four days a week and, and as opposed well, to five, well, you're about to like counteract me right here i'm ready for or contradict me here we go (laughs) perhaps we would have a preference change like it's true that worker that consumers have a preference for a waiter or waitress who is a human being yeah they they don't like kiosks perhaps we'll have a preference change and consumers will be willing to tolerate a kiosk alternatively uh people uh, who choose the restaurant industry could accept that they're continuing to work more hours than people outside the restaurant industry. And that could be a choice that you're aware of going into the industry. Or you could work shorter hours in the industry. You know, like more people could be working restaurant jobs for fewer hours each. But you're right. Ser- service jobs are, are very different from like office jobs. Um. There's one more. Forget the other thing I was going to add. <laughs> See, like, I think we have, like, great ideas. And this is our other people have already done studies on this. And we've already, they've already, like, pushed forth. I don't know if they've pushed forth to, like, actually, like, to legislature and, like, actually want to get the stuff passed. Certainly not in America. We yeah, do not no. we do not try new things or do anything creative in America. Hell, we don't do anything at all. <laughs> Europe Europe is far ahead of us on this stuff. Like people have so much time off there. And although like Iceland that I've brought up a number of times, I don't think people in America realize how small Iceland is. Yes, the island is actually kind of big. It's three hundred and sixty thousand people. It's not even a million. <laughs> And how many in the U.S. is like 330 million people right now? If anybody's familiar with New York City, more people live. I, I think more people live in Staten Island. 
I'm gonna Google that real quick. <laughs> yes, Staten Island has a higher population than, than Iceland. Iceland. All of Iceland. Interesting. Um, so we're not you... familiar with New York City. I don't know what to what to tell you. Uh, but so that's why Iceland is able to be creative and like try these like new types of things because okay. it is a relatively small population that can get behind one vision versus yeah. it's it's very difficult to get a very diverse huge country like the u.s all behind the same vision too many straws broke the camel's back is that the saying they're typically the straw bro- that broke the camel's back i swear there's a quote about that <laughs> maybe i'm thinking I... of a different quote i don't know um Yeah, just very interesting stuff. And I'm not sure what to tell individual workers. Um, Go to your boss and you say, I don't want to work 40 hours a week. Do that's, that. That's the idealistic like solution here. That's and then send this podcast to your boss. Tell them to subscribe. And then they'll listen because corporate <laughs> will 100% listen to you. <laughs> I don't know. All of this isn't to say that like, workers should be lazy it's just in today's world we i'm passionate about the fact that workers should not need to anything in excess of 40 hours should be extra stuff that you get on top of your house your car your food and those essentials yeah and then even somewhat of a social life should all be included in 40 hours anything beyond that should be extra but the way our country is currently set up for so many people, it's not enough. Well, that's the thing. It's like why we're, we're acting like 40 hours a week is the minimum now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you work 39 hours. Now you're slacking. If you work 45 hours, yeah, that's okay. You You did above the minimum. Well, you realize how many people do work 39 hours because the, the corporations do not want you to cross 40. Right. <laughs> so, you, so you're not, a, you know, that happened to me. Right. So they don't consider you a full time employee, don't have to pay you benefits. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we do also have the social problem. Like the social problem is impossible to ignore that you were talking about before with. If other people are working that many hours and they are able to afford all those other things, then you want to be able to afford right. them also. And that social problem is one of the most complicated elements of this. Because we're, we're all acting independently. Yeah, no, I see – this is a prime example. I see some of my coworkers working past 530 and like – I got everything done and I'm like ready to log off, but I see that they're still online. It's like, do I just stay online? So I look like I'm working more than I need to. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do I do? And sometimes I'm like, screw it. No, I'm just logging off. Like I, I finished everything at the same time. Sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, maybe I should stay till like six o'clock today. Just saying with Scott logging off. I, do these guys, do, do our listeners realize how competitive you are about logging off? <laughs> You never want to get hung up on. 
every <laughs> every single time I get hung up on because you race me to the hang up button. <laughs> every single time. No, no, there's one person who beats me. Is it Tommy? I think it's Tommy. <laughs> I think Tommy beats me. He's so fast. Uh, you are always you're you're itching for that button. Oh, I'm ready to go. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I have to be an alpha male, which means I have to hang up first. <laughs> Comment down below if you always try to hang up first. I'm curious how widespread this is. Yeah, so comment down below your thoughts on this topic. If you're if you have a full-time job and you're working over 40 hours a week, do you think it's worth it? Are you too stressed out? Is it impacting your mental health? Are you as productive if you worked less hours? I'd love to know. I'd be curious to hear from the Workforce. The big key here is we can't produce less things and do less service. We have to continue producing and doing the service we're currently doing. Or more. Or more. Well, companies we just ask for more. Like it's You always try to do better than the previous year, which means you have to work harder than you did the previous year. Or automation and robotics has improved, so you don't have to work as much. But... The majority of the time, technology makes us work more. It's like Excel was supposed to get rid of accountants, but suddenly accountants were more efficient than they had ever been. Right. Um. So, yeah, love to hear from you guys in the comments section down below. Uh, if you love this podcast, share it with your friend, your best friend, and your uh, your family. Um, final thoughts from me. I think work smarter, not harder. Um, I would try to find a job that doesn't, that has flexible hours and pays well, as opposed to working a million hours and being too stressed out that you can't focus on anything else in your life. Boom. Yeah, I, I would, I would second that. I don't know if I have much to add. I, I like the idea of working smarter, not harder, because if you can make more money in each hour, why work many hours? Exactly. All right, people. We'll see you on the next episode of Unwrapping Success. Bye-bye. Thanks so much.